Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Plaza Midwood getting ready to welcome the tallest building in the neighborhood. Take a look at your screen. This parking lot on Commonwealth Avenue across the street from Undercurrent Coffee now set to become a massive 12 story apartment complex. WCNC Charlotte's Richard Devane now live there with more and Richard City Leader signing off on this project last night. Yeah, doing so unanimously. Good morning to you, Ben. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm standing in this parking lot where this high rise will spring up from towering over everything in this area. And as you can see, this is a building that uh, most people have come to realize is part of life right here in Plaza Midwood. But they're saying things seem to be getting a little out of control. Now, that's because there are changes coming to the landscape of Plaza Midwood. And some say they're concerned about those what those changes will mean for the fabric of this neighborhood. Monday, the city council voted to approve a roughly 12-story apartment building that will have commercial space on its ground floor. Now, the mixed-use development will replace the parking lot here on Commonwealth Avenue. And while some residents welcome the growth, others think the future high-rise will dwarf the other buildings in the Plaza Midwood area and change, the, change this community that brought them to this part of the city. I feel like it sort of overshadows the kind of mixture of urban and also like family neighborhoods. It just seems like it's not going to fit the aesthetic very well. And that's what some folks are concerned about. City Council uh, has also said that basically they were happy about this development because they actually lowered it from uh, what it was originally planned or wanted to be. And they say it's going to help with overall growth in this part of the, the area, but they say people who live here, they're concerned about what that growth will look like. We're right here in the Plaza Midwood section of Charlotte. Richard Devane for WCNC Charlotte. All right, Richard, thanks. Turning in more of today's top stories in your morning rush. This morning, Rowan County investigators say there is new evidence in a 53-year-old cold case. Investigators recovered hair evidence from a forgotten case file, recently underwent lab testing. The hair of an unidentified murdered infant still has DNA present. The sheriff's office says that that would allow further testing to hopefully identify the victim. Good morning, I'm Destiny Richards. Cabarrus County residents are not happy about what their new property values can mean when it comes to paying taxes. The county is currently in the middle of its latest property revaluation, and after providing an update last night, members of the community spoke up to voice their concerns, saying they simply can't afford a tax increase for various reasons, like keeping up with other monthly bill hikes and inflation. Two of America's biggest credit card companies will soon become one. Capital One Financial announcing it's buying Discover Financial Services for $35 billion. They're the 12th and 33rd biggest banks in the country. Both banks have benefited in recent years from Americans increasingly using their credit cards. Some Bank of America customers may have had their information leaked after a data breach at a tech company that works with a bank, the company IMS says its systems were hacked last November. It provides services for deferred compensation plans, including plans that are serviced by Bank of America. The bank says its systems were not compromised, but it will provide Experian membership to customers who may have been impacted. Nearly 75,000 new jobs could be on the way to North Carolina. It comes as public and private companies are currently working on expanding over 240 projects in the state. The jobs could bring in over $60 billion in investments. And that's it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. Today, Wake County school leaders will consider joining a national lawsuit against social media companies 
The district argues students' mental health has declined after using apps like Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. 11 other North Carolina school systems have already joined the lawsuit, including CMS. Clarendon County is looking to add more solar farms to South Carolina. There's been interest to expand the current 50-acre solar farms to 800 acres. Leaders are now looking to change rules to allow more solar farm growth. Neighbors in Kershaw County are asking leaders to get more fire hydrants. This comes as the county is experiencing rapid growth. Right now, there's no allocation in the fire budget for those new hydrants. The county has yet to set a date to discuss funding efforts. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make sense. If you flip on your high beams during the morning commute, you run the risk of blinding all the people in the oncoming traffic. But did you know there is a safer, better technology we could be using? Headlights are blinding us, but it's only a problem here in America. Let's connect the dots. For years, countries in Europe and Asia have used a new type of lighting technology. It's called ADP, or Adaptive Driving Beam. Unlike automatic high beams, the technology shapes your headlight so it blocks the bright light from drivers coming in the other direction. CNN reports it allows the driver to still see deer, people, or bicyclists on dark roads. U.S. safety regulations first allowed the technology back in 2022, but American regulations are so different from other countries that it's tough for automakers to implement. They say the requirements are too expensive, and that could be stopping critical safety technology from entering the U.S. car market. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist, here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, a 16-year-old is recovering this morning after being stabbed in Uptown. Police say she and a friend were attacked in a parking garage early Sunday morning. Both were taken to the hospital and are expected to be okay. If you have any information about this case, you're asked to call Crime Stoppers. Number two, this morning we're learning more about a protest that caused traffic issues in Charlotte this weekend. It shut down parts of Monroe Road on Saturday. The America Team for Displaced Eritreans tells us people who oppose the Eritrean government may have gotten word of a festival happening in Charlotte, leading to what we saw on Saturday. And number three, campus leaders at St. Augustine's are now reassuring students and faculty it will not be shutting down. The university president did admit the financial situation is very dire. However, he says they are taking steps to turn things around, including paying faculty last Friday. The conference comes days after the IRS filed a nearly $8 million claim against the school for unpaid taxes. The North Carolina Utilities Commission approved new rates for Duke Energy customers back in December. Along with these rate hikes, viewers have noticed a new item on their bill, a rider adjustment. But what is that? Here's Megan Bragg with this morning's Verify Fact Check. WCNC viewer Stacy C sent us an email saying she noticed her utility bill was higher than usual. She pointed out a new fee called a rider adjustment and wanted to know what that was. So let's get the facts. We went straight to the source for this one and talked to Duke Energy Communications Manager Logan Kreska. Kreska says a rider is a charge that is not included in a customer's standard rate. Standard base rate that a customer pays is based on their energy uses, so their kilowatt hours that they're using. Um, but riders are part of the cost that the utility Duke Energy incurs. She says riders allow Duke Energy to recoup the cost of specific programs, credits, and purchases that the company makes. 
makes. But what customers are seeing on their bill now is called a rider adjustment. The riders can be adjusted, so just based on what programs we might have going on. She says the riders are adjusted every year and are not specific to just Duke Energy. The inclusion of rider charges is a common practice for utilities. But Kreska stresses this rider adjustment is not a new charge. It's always been on your bill. You've just never seen it identified as such. They've just been included in that kind of that lump sum that, that customers see on the bill. Um, we recently decided to break out the riders kind of like as a line item. So customers have more you know transparency just around what they're paying for. And what determines how much your rider is? Kreska says it's based on each customer's kilowatt hour usage. So if a customer uses more energy, their rider fee would be higher. Kreska says if customers are feeling some sticker shock when they open their Duke Energy bill, it's not the rider adjustment that's to blame. Just because we're in January and February, customers tend to use more energy during this time. Also in, in Duke Energy Carolinas, um, new base rates went into effect January 15th. But Kreska says there are ways you can save money during the winter season. Just make sure you kind of do a full walk around your house, look for, you know, um, caulk, look for caulking and sealing if there's any kind of openings where that cold air can get into your home. Kreska says Duke Energy actually offers a free home energy house call program where one of their technicians will come out to your house to do a free energy audit. We have all that information on our website, WCNC.com. With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. And if you have something you would like verified, just email us at verify at WCNC.com. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.